right now, all the studies are inconclusive, but we can kind of say it looks like coffee is healthy. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to tell what chemicals are making the difference. And when you're, you're dealing with more than a thousand chemicals, which ones do you study? Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 54. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is my co-host, the coffee roaster of Dallas, Georgia, Mr. Eric Rauch. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Eric. Good afternoon, it, Joe. It's good morning somewhere, I guess. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the show in a different time of the day. It is, yeah. It's uh, yeah, We're on the, the other side of lunch, but that's it, morning just seems like the... The proper it's, thing to say. Well, we've done morning shows, right. all 50 before us. Right. Yeah. So this is unusual. I can see why it, it's tradition. It's part of the show now. It's tradition. We got to yeah. say good morning. Yeah, exactly. New so, slogan. See, I was right along. Top of right podcast. Along. Good morning. Good morning. So we got a couple of different things to talk about today that pertain to coffee and uh, getting beyond the slog that is chit chat at the beginning of the show. First of all, we found this interesting article on Ars Technica, which is everybody's favorite coffee website, craft coffee specialists. No, no, actually, Ars Technica is um, all things like science and technology. Uh, At the top of the headlines on their website today, we have eBay has no plans to fix severe bug that allows malware distribution. So in addition to such top stories, they also came out with, on the 31st, a story about the science behind a good cup of coffee. And I thought that this was interesting because Ars Technica is a reputable source. Have you ever read Ars Technica? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I know I've come across it before. I don't, I don't know why or, or, or how, but, but it, does, it does ring a bell. But it, it's definitely not one of the, the sites that I frequent often. No, it's, it's very interesting. Not the kind of place I expected to find anything about coffee. And I've read from their website before. I always liked John Syracuse's, what was it? Uh, Mac OS 10 operating system reviews, mm. which were an annual thing. So yeah, Ars Technica, love them. We'll find a link in the show notes where you can learn about the science behind a good cup of coffee in this episode. And here were some of the interesting takeaways for me. A lot of things are known about coffee, Eric. Like we know it comes from a plant. It's mm-hmm. a it's a seed that we call a bean. And there's been a lot of research to define that coffee is good for you. It's healthy for you. Right. Now, we're talking about not eating the beans, mind you. We're talking about making a brew and drinking that cup of coffee. Right. But one of the things we really haven't done is like culminated all this research in a cohesive way to figure out, okay, exactly what do we know about coffee? What mm-hmm. is the state of the union on coffee? Right. And that is what this article kind of feels like. Right. So one of the things that says at the beginning of the article, one of the things I gleaned in, from it anyway, was that there are more than 1,000 chemicals in a typical cup of coffee. Now, we talked about chemicals on a prior recent episode, maybe a month ago, where we were discussing what is a chemical. When I think of chemicals, mm-hmm. I think of lab creations. Yeah. I think of the stuff in artificial banana candy from a dispenser in the lobby of the grocery store that my kid wants that I say no to. Right. But chemicals are not a bad thing. Like most everything is made of chemicals. Well, yeah. All of, all of life. We have thousands of chemicals in our bodies. Correct. Like all the time we're made of chemicals. We're just just walking chemical processes, really. 
Yeah, so um, it's refreshing to know that uh, you know th- these are one hundred percent natural by uh, you know byproducts of a coffee bean brew, mm-hmm. and that's interesting that it's that many. Like, I don't think people really process that before they add the additives, they already have more than a thousand different ingredients from a couple of beans. Yeah, and uh, typically it's estimated that that complex wines have have anywhere from like one hundred eighty to two hundred different chemical compounds in them that affect taste. So here we have coffee being claimed as having a thousand. If you want to put those two numbers together, that means coffee is five times more complex than, than even the most complex wine. That's, that's pretty astounding. Most people wouldn't even think that they would think that that coffee is actually kind of a pretty boring product that there's, there's really not much going on there. Right. Um, especially but compared to alcoholic beverages yeah. because Alcohol is made from, well, what, grapes? And so, like, yeah. all the ingredients. Well, not, al- not all alcohol, but wine is, yeah. Yeah, but, like, wine is made up of 100% grape juices and pulp. So, you would think that that would have more complexity to it than a beverage that is made up of 98% water plus some residual residue off of the beans. Yeah, and a seed at that. Not the fruit itself. Yeah, not the, not entire, the coffee yeah. fruit, the seed. Yeah, um, these seeds make things grow. That's yes. deep. And shallow. So right off the bat, oh, more than a thousand different chemicals in this bean. Now we only know a lot about a few of these chemicals. And that was one of the highlights of the article that, that I got was that the ones that everybody keeps talking about are things like caffeine, chlorogenic acids, trigonaline, uh, cowwheel and cafestol. Yeah, yeah. um, Easy for you to say. Yeah. Uh, these are the top most chemicals those are your diterpenes of course <laughs> as long as the article is truth you know i guess there's a, i don't even know what a diterpene is yeah, diterpene yeah. Diter- i don't know all right well the thing is is that these are supposed to be the key ingredients that make the most influence for your health so we know that well we all know what caffeine does and of course, you know what chlorogenic acids do. But 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 really, do we know what caffeine does? I I, I mean, we we know what it does to our our behavior and, and and how it affects us when we drink it, and as opposed to when we don't. But do we really know what caffeine does to us and, and our health overall? And I think that's one of the things that this this article is pointing out is like at this point in time, this is this is where we are. But you know what? Uh, I, I mean, tomorrow something else can can surface that might change our understanding of, of, of what it is today. And that's, and that's what this, this always is. It's a moving target. There's never a comprehensive understanding of a is coffee. Good for me. A is co- or B is coffee bad for me. Um, right. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's it, yes and no and no and yes. Uh, exactly. And along that line, two key ingredients, the trigonaline and the cowwheel and the cafestol. I I just know I'm not pronouncing those right. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah. So okay, we're talking about three different chemicals. Try. But for the first chemical named here, this bitter alkaloid has been linked to protecting the brain from damage, blocking cancer cells, and moving around, combating bacteria, and lowering blood sugar and total cholesterol. That's a, that sounds good. A plus for that chemical. Yeah. Okay, but now let's read about the next two chemicals. These diterpenes which contribute to the bitter taste of coffee, have been linked to preventing and battling cancer cells. But they've also been linked to raising cholesterol. Yeah, so it's the inverse of what the other chemical does. It kind of cancels it out. Yeah, but there's also there's also two forms of cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol. So I don't I don't know which. Um, I assume since they since they say but 
that they're referring to that this this raises the bad cholesterol rather than 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 the good cholesterol but i don't know who knows inconclusive results as of this point yeah i I just find it very interesting because with over a thousand different chemicals you think all these other chemicals that we're really not researching and we only know the tip of the iceberg for the few that seem to make the greatest of impact what about all those other chemicals and what impact do they make like they may not seemingly make a, an effect on you biologically in a day or in a week or a month or yeah. a year. But when you drink coffee day in and day out for a lifetime, it starts to seem to add up to some kind of result. And it's very difficult to tell what those are because right now all the studies are inconclusive, but we can kind of say it looks like coffee's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's as hard to tell what chemicals are making the difference. And when you're, you're dealing with more than a thousand chemicals, which ones do you study and how long well, do those studies mention, have to be produced? Not to mention the chemicals that are already inherent in your body. So you're, you're taking the thousand chemicals from the cup of coffee and introducing it into your, into your, your body system that, that has, I mean, I don't know how many chemicals, but I assume a lot, how all those processes, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking on the, an exponential scale of millions, perhaps billions of interactions of, of different chemicals with each other. I mean, how can you conclusively say that this causes this? Right. Uh, I mean, maybe in that one instance it did, but can we narrow it down to that being those two things? Or is it the fact that, that this guy went for a jog that morning or, or he had a, a whopper or something? Yeah, we just don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to isolate. When you've got thousands of things, it's really hard to isolate one thing and, and pinpoint it as saying this does this. So a few other things here. Arabica, which is the more popular mainstream, or should I say, just a more common coffee bean right now in the world, that Arabica has less of the happy, healthy chemicals and more of the unhealthy ones, just marginally so. Mm-hmm. Like though, on a ingredients, you know, scientific chart for the record, Arabica has less of the healthy stuff and more of the unhealthy stuff. Okay. And that means compared to what? Well, compared to Robusto. Robusto has a heck of a lot more of the caffeine. It has, but as it concerns those other chemicals we already mentioned, it has more of the other good ones and less of the bad ones. Yeah, I just, and I just wonder if, if that doesn't have more to do with the fact that, that Arabica has been way more hybridized over mm. the years than, than, than Robusta has. Um, Interesting yeah, thought, yeah. Maybe not. You know, maybe, it, maybe it, it's, it's just a fact of, of, the, of the two different plants. Yeah. Another one here is that there's noticeably more of the healthy chemicals in the lighter roasts than the dark roasts. Okay. Just in general, like for instance, you get more caffeine out of a medium roast than you do out of the dark roast. And you get more of the chlorogenic acids as well. So uh, that's interesting. Not that it's going to change my drinking habits because when it comes right down to it, I'm drinking this based off of flavor, not for its health benefits. Uh, oh, though right. I do want a health. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not anticipating my coffee to replace a protein shake or anything. We're not turning into butter coffee crazy people. Yeah, yeah. And I would suspect that the majority of that has to do with the fact of of the roast re- removing a lot of those things. You know, the darker you roast something, there's things getting lost in, yeah, the, it's in like, the darker it's, it's, roast. Yeah, it turns into charcoal or it just vaporizes. Uh, vaporize? It vaporizes. Huge difference. Uh, it's the difference between trigloroquinical and K-wheel and Cavistol and uh, whatever that chemical actually is. Of course. Another thing is that hard water, which is typically what we call the stuff that's not distilled. You know, it has some... Mineral rich. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like calling it a memorial park. 
Um, the mineral rich water is the good stuff when making a brew of coffee, you're yeah. just making it with distilled water. There's not as much of the elements in the water for the flavor and chemicals to compound with, to connect to when it's making the brew. So distilled water is just so clean that the ingredients from coffee cannot cling to matter in the water to make there it evenly. It's, yeah. it's all been, it's all been washed out. It's all been cleaned out. Yeah. It's, um, it's I mean, unintuitive. It, you would, you would think you want a good, clean, purified right, water. Right. What you're actually doing is you're, is you're removing, like if you think of the, of the minerals in the water as being like jagged surfaces Yeah, and they attach to the, uh, jagged um, surfaces of, of chemicals of coming out of coffee. Yeah. Um, but, but if there's jagged surfaces from the coffee and then you have these smooth round surfaces or no surfaces in the water, there's nothing for it to cling to, and it just it just gets washed right out. You don't get the benefits from it. It doesn't it doesn't get left behind in the cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one that again influences your beverage as a whole, and if you're particular about your flavors and what you like, you may not want to adhere to the this particular principle. The finer the grind, the more of the healthy chemicals are extracted. And when you think of the finer the grind, you should be thinking about espresso. And because it's not filtered, you're bound to get more of the coffee's ingredients in your brew. If you have something that is coarsely ground and with a paper filter, then you're just not going to get as much of the ingredients of the coffee into the final cup per fluid ounce. What they were saying, though, is that if you want more of the caffeine and more of the healthy ingredients, you'll actually get more of them in a regular cup of coffee that's got eight ounces from a drip coffee maker than you will from a single shot of espresso because the chemicals to water ratio of the the shot of espresso is lesser than that of the large cup of drip coffee. Okay. So, but if you were to make a drip coffee and then only take, you know, like take away some of the coffee and bring it down to the same amount of fluid ounces as a regular shot of espresso, the espresso would be richer and more complex and have more of the health benefits because it has more of the coffee's ingredients. It's just that when you get a regular cup of coffee, like from McDonald's, it's going to have all in all more fluid in it. And because of that, you ultimately wind up with more of the healthy ingredients. Hmm, okay. Weird how that turns out. Yeah. Espresso better for you, but quantity trumps quality in this case. Okay. So uh, check out the article. I do think it's interesting. Uh, they, they, ended, they ended the article on the note of additives are just bad for you and you shouldn't blame coffee for them. In so many words, if you are adding creams and sugars and artificial creams and sugars, you have to change how you interpret the nutritional data from coffee. And what we've been discussing here is only based on what you get out of coffee beans, whether that be from a French press or an espresso. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't gauge your view of coffee based on the frappuccinos and the white chocolate mochas that you can get in this world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just think about coffee people. That's what this show is really about. Unless we tell you otherwise. Right. So check that out. It's going to be uh, linked in the show notes. Now we got something different for you. Our sponsor again, Thrasher coffee is taking good care of us and they wanted us to cover a great number of reviews for different kinds of coffee. So last week we started with Chick-fil-A coffee and Eric and I commented on cups. We talked about how easy they were to spill. We talked about the freshness, the quality, the source, the farmers. We won't always have the exact same uh, smattering of comments to make on every kind of coffee we review because we just may or may not know 
about the sources mm-hmm. of the coffee. But today we've got something all Americans should try at some point, And that is Mick Cafe Coffee. Thanks a lot, Thrasher Coffee, for bringing this to us today. So, Eric, starting with you, you've already started drinking your cup of regular coffee from McDonald's. I have. And how is it treating you? Like a regular cup of coffee from McDonald's. Okay. Is, is, so this is what you can remember for as long as you've been around McDonald's coffee, you know? I, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I this don't... is what you remember in your youth when you had McDonald's coffee? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, oh, is this coffee? <laughs> okay. It's, I haven't drank this since I was maybe 11 years old. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, that was my first sips in uh, 20 years. Yeah, it's it's really not that good. Um, but it's, the you know, the cup proclaims 100% Arabica beans, you know, it which- It smells a little bit better which, than it tastes. Which doesn't, which doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, Precaution contents are hot, handled with care. Yeah, the, of course you got to have that. The the packaging on the cup is rather pretty. It's a styrofoam cup that's paper laminated so they can put their branding all over it and tell you that it's 100% Arabica beans. It is smooth. It is all day, every day, my time. Good, Good day, day start, start here, here, pointing to the McCafe. I think that they just want to rename their company McCafe. They don't want to make, be McDonald's anymore. I thought the McCafe was, was like their sweet drinks, their... Their versions of like frappuccinos and mochas and, and stuff like that. So but, you didn't think that the regular coffee would come in such a cup? Uh, no, I didn't. I guess I didn't. But one thing that I do like about the cup. <laughs> it's not as hot as the Chick-fil-A cups. The cup's thicker too. It's like a dense styrofoam. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's styrofoam. That's why it's not a paper cup. But it's a rigid styrofoam, not yeah. like the stuff you pick up in the hotel it lobby. To yeah. resist Joe's Magilla Gorilla grasp. And okay, which we spoke about last week. Second sip here. Okay, it, it tastes like water, hot water, really weak. Okay, now this is what's really disappointing to weak? me. Weak, really? It tastes weak. Really? You thought it was strong? Well, not strong, but I I, I wouldn't call it weak. Um, it, I mean, it, there's no essential oils for sure. It no distinct flavors. No. No, and it's not, I wouldn't even say that in a good way, like, oh, it's smooth and balanced. No, I mean, like, it's like water compared I, to coffee. Yeah, compared to 98% of, of places that you, that you pull off the highway, like a, a Dunkin' Donuts, a McDonald's, um, a Burger King, Wendy's, they're all going to have coffee that's, that's remarkably similar to this. Um, the gas station, your, your quick trip racetrack, those kind of places are going to have something that, that's in this, in this taste range. It's not good. It's not necessarily awful, but it's also not something that, that I would choose to drink if, if, I had, if I had other choices nearby. If I'm driving and I need a cup of coffee. Oh, and, and you also asked for a, you asked them to brew it fresh, right? Okay, that's, that's part of my disappointment. That's, that's pretty important. Well, no, I didn't. See, I didn't ask for fresh. There was a guy that was right in front of me in line, a dentist, who picked up a large coffee and yeah. he apparently emptied the pot. So... They oh, so fresh. just happenstance that yes. you got, oh, I, I thought you asked for it. No, yeah, they made fresh pot for us, and then we got these two cups. Okay. Um, and, and how was it made? Uh, electric drip. You know, into, they, a, into a glass carafe? I don't know about the, the carafe because it was out of sight oh, from the counter. Okay. But I, they, they actually grind the beans when they need them up top. Oh, really? Over top, yeah. It's got a reservoir for whole beans that are fed right into the machine. Okay. It's a rotten shame, though, because the the funnel where they dump the beans in, yeah. it sits there and it's just 
flat out transparent so you can see the beans so that the employees know when to refill it. Yeah. You know, which exposes them to all kinds of light. If there was anything still well, and, preserved and, in and them, air it's, too. it's dead. There's, there's no way that thing's airtight. No, it's um, not. Yeah. So it's, it, they're probably stale before they even pour them, before they even pour the them off. into the plastic cone. It's a very weak smell. It actually reminds me of the weak smell of like powdered Swiss Miss hot chocolate. I would almost have thought this was instant, though I, I don't know instant coffee. Well, this is what most places you're going to get. It's it's this it's, is weaker than my weak hot. It's going to be stale. Is is essentially and and by stale I mean it, it it has it has no identifiable characteristics to it. So it's well, thankfully it's, they're not calling it specialty grade. Oh no 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 no! But but they do they do put the hundred percent arabica on there as um, if it's supposed to mean something. Yeah, I mean that doesn't you know just because it's arabica doesn't mean that it's good. And just because um, they say it's smooth doesn't mean it is. But then again, it's not harsh. True. I mean, it, they could make a cup of hot water and that would be smooth. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't expect a ton of complexity or quality out of a out of a cup of McDonald's coffee. So, so it it's is cheaper. It's hard to be. To give them a hard time for their coffee. No, no, no. I'm going to give them a hard time. They're McDonald's. <laughs> I love to give them a hard time. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess. But it's it's like the people that get all over McDonald's and, and these other fast food restaurants for, for not serving healthy options. Well, look, man, I don't I don't go to a fast food restaurant to eat health food. It's it's it, yeah, it's all comfort. It's it, all junk. It's kind of ridiculous to mm-hmm. expect to expect that I'm going to walk into a McDonald's and be able to get carrots and celery with my Big Mac as opposed to French fries. You know, if I'm getting the Big Mac, I'm just going to get the, the fries too. I, I think that same mentality applies to their coffee too. It's, um, if I go to McDonald's and I get their, I get their breakfast, I'm going to usually get the coffee and I'm going to sit there and, and because it's, I've, I've associated this flavor with a McDonald's breakfast. So they seem really? to go together. Yeah. Huh. I just, just have for, you know, for years. Um, so, so you've had the McDonald's breakfast and you've had the coffee with their breakfast before. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I, I have a disassociation between the beverages at fast food restaurants and their food. When I go to a restaurant, I, I'm usually hungry and it's not very often I go to a place expecting to get food and beverage because when I eat, I don't like to drink all that much. Uh-huh. I don't have a water or anything when I sit down to have supper. So okay, right here on the side of the cup, it's got a patent number on their, their cup. This is patent number. Seven million five hundred and fifty-two thousand eight hundred and forty-one. Nice. Yeah, it does. Patented it does cup. get considerably worse as it as it cools. Oh, dude, it's not okay. okay and you know, the, there's all those modifiers you can check off on the side of the cup. They got cream, sugar, sweetener, decaf, mocha latte, hot chocolate, other, and <laughs> premium roast. Other. <laughs> Oh yeah! Can you, can you put some other? <laughs> I, I'd like a coffee with some other in it. I guess that's the um, airspace. They could always check that off. Yeah, I, but they're at the bottom of the list. It's premium, got premium roast. roast. What the heck? I don't know. That's that's that's, that's not on the menu. And and oddly enough, ours isn't checked. So <laughs> so this, this, this is not so this premium. must not be premium roast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm I'm actually really just disappointed in this in general because I know good people that have sound taste judgments. They like to eat healthy and they enjoy comfort food too that go to McDonald's because they want a good cup of coffee. And yeah. I, I wish I could kind of bring them you know, around to uh, at least Chick-fil-A coffee, if nothing else, because if you're going to pump your bloodstream with this stuff, you might as well get something better for your price. But that being said, this is a medium and it was a dollar. And I think the tall, which was a small at Chick-fil-A was like a dollar 65. Okay. 
So there is a price difference. You get what you pay for, though. Yeah, you certainly do. If, if I hadn't known better, Chick-fil-A is coming from pre-ground coffee in vacuum-sealed bags. And this is coming from ground today. And that doesn't seem to be making a difference. No, Because the beans are horribly stale. It doesn't make a difference at all. Yeah. yeah and, and that's what I, I said last week, that I appreciate Chick-fil-A is they're taking the first step in the fast food industry of, of moving people along to a better understanding of specialty coffee of what of what of what coffee can be rather than just like towing the the uh the line for the last 50 years of this is coffee this is the Folgers this is the Maxwell house that your parents and your grandparents drank and that's what they thought coffee was it's first wave coffee i do like it better than if i have a choice between a McDonald's and a Starbucks if the if the star if if I can't get a blonde roast at the at the Starbucks, I will choose the McDonald's. Oh, um, okay. But that I mean that that doesn't happen very often. And you wouldn't add anything. You just take it as it is. Yeah, yeah. I typically okay. don't don't put put anything in coffee unless it's unless it's like so bitter that you have to put something in it. But um, don't they have specials where a lot of people get these for free if they come in during certain business hours or days of the month? Yeah, and things I think like they that? did when they were when they were promoting this McCafe. this whole McCafe thing, mm-hmm. and and that's why I thought their their McCafe. I, I thought their coffee was their coffee, and then they had these other, uh, you know, three four dollar drinks that they were um, charging, well, they and those were the yeah. McCafes. But okay. I, I guess it's all like every all their coffees now McCafe. Yeah, it's all on the same menu board up uh, in fr- you know behind the counter. So if you look for the coffee beverages, you're going to see the frappuccinos, mochas, regular coffee together, and it's a dollar. It's not even ninety nine cents. It's a dollar. Yeah, so. it's. It's disappointing as far as flavor, but then again, it's it's exactly what I expected. When you told me we were going to be reviewing McDonald's coffee today. Tastes like what you know. Yeah. It's what I thought it was going to taste like, and it didn't disappoint, I guess, in that in that sense. Um, so, because seeing as how you like it in general more than the Starbucks coffee, you'd not give it a thumbs up, but you would say, but given between the two, you would drink this and others could do the same. Because I, I would not recommend this. I'm thinking this doesn't taste so great, guys. No, like, it doesn't. It's hot. The cup is great, but it seems weak. The flavors are shockingly dull. Yeah. And if I were to add anything to liven it up, I would end up with a hot, creamy, sweet beverage. And the majority of anything I get out of it would be based on the half and half and the sugar. Yeah. Like that would, it'd be a hot cup of half and half and sugar as far as I'm concerned. Do I recommend it? Well, no. no I, I, I don't, um, I don't expect you to give it a raving endorsement, but no. you would drink it. And you, yeah, yeah. And, and I do. See, I, it, I wouldn't. If, if it's, if it's necessary, I prefer something else. I, I mean, I would, I would prefer Chick-fil-A yeah. certainly over yeah. this, but I've been around coffee longer, I guess, than, sure, it, than you, you have. You, I'm older yeah. and- you're I, used to all varieties. I, yeah, I just, I mean, I was, I was in the Navy, so I can, I can drink some pretty, <laughs> some pretty straight up swill coffee. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it's all, it's all your expectations are. Um, mm, swill coffee and, title. Yeah, yeah. When I, uh, <laughs> when I have a McDonald's coffee in mind, my expectations aren't high, and it almost always meets those low expectations. So, <laughs> um, I, it's just, it's just a different category for me, I suppose. Interesting. Well, there you have it, guys. Mick Cafe, regular coffee. It's swill. And thank you, Thrasher, for sponsoring the spot. And that's not swell. It's swill. <laughs> thank you. And uh, yeah, just remember, Thrasher Coffee makes a swell coffee. <laughs> and you can get the 25% off if you use the coupon code uh, TOPBREW at checkout. I, I, just, I really don't know what to say. It's just... Uh, I, it. 
I don't think anything there else is no needs to be said about co- that it, 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 it tastes like McDonald's coffee. So. Short, shortest coffee beverage description ever. Yeah, you know, fresh, not fresh. It really, it really doesn't matter if it, if you if you get it fresh brewed, it might taste. This like, water was freshly brewed. Yeah, it, it 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 might taste a fraction of a degree better than than if it had sat there for an hour. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I think that that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode, episode 54 of the Top Brew Podcast. You will find the show notes at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 54. If you'd like updates from Top Brew, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at topbrewfm. The show is also on Facebook at facebook.com slash topbrewfm. If you have coffee topics to discuss with us, use hashtag AskTopBrew and we'll respond to you in another episode. And if you're a barista, connoisseur, just your average Joe with a passion about coffee and you'd like to discuss coffee topics with us, be sure to give us an email and we'll line you up for a future episode and we'll get you interviewed where we'll discuss your brewing ritual on the Top Brew Podcast. Send those to hello at feedback at topbrew.fm. Lastly, I want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. Use the coupon code TOPBREW to get 25% off of your first order. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. Top Brew.